After the past week, I have had waiting on the Lord as it feels like an understatement. From the death of my grandmother to driving down Monday night to be with family only to get a flat tire on 70. That was fun. Yeah, the, thank God for AAA because it was terrifying. Uh, planning her service, preaching at her funeral to laying her body to rest to gathering with family. And we have a huge family. I forgot how many family members there were. And Saturday was exhausting. Friday and Saturday were exhausting. It feel like it, I feel like we did very little waiting. It was rush here, rush there. I'll go back here next. Now, don't be late for your next appointment to where or where did I leave my iPad with my sermon on it. This week has been anything but quiet, peaceful, and uneventful. In some ways, this past week really resembles this, this gospel lesson from Luke. Where Jesus describes there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and on earth to stress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and of the waves. And people will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world. The powers of heavens will be shaken. That sounds about right. Feels what this week was like, except no one fainted, thankfully. Judgment, terrorist, cosmic signs of the end of time. Oh my. And all we want this time of the year is that sweet little baby Jesus, right? Well, life doesn't give us sweet little baby Jesus most days. And to be perfectly frank with you all, our Lord was born in a cave and lay in a feeding trough. There's nothing really sweet about that story. Advent is really much, the season of Advent is really much a countercultural time of the church year. And that's what I love about it. Everyone else is in full-blown Christmas mode. Meanwhile, we're over here talking about the end of days. The heavens will be shaken, the people will be so scared they faint. Heaven is so weird, and, and I know we could very well just ignore it, and there will be very little dissent. We could simply forget about Heaven and just concentrate on getting ready for the baby, but we forget that the baby has already come and gone. The baby grew up, he became a man, he went through the Judean countryside preaching, teaching, and doing signs. He, he went to Jerusalem, was trying to convicted of crimes he did not commit. It was hung on a cross and left there to die. And on the third day, he rose from the dead. That sweet little baby Jesus didn't stay so little. And he certainly wasn't always sweet to those who opposed him. We don't need to get ready for the baby. We need to get ready for those weeks where we feel like the heavens have been shook. The earth beneath us has given way and you are downright terrified of what is coming. It's a good reminder to know that Christ has come and Christ will come again. And we are living in that meantime. The time between Christ first appearing in the world and Christ returning. We have been living in that meantime for 2,000 years. And you know something, my brothers and sisters? We are not that patient of a people. I was in Dollar Tree back in August. Did you know they had Christmas items out in August? We don't like waiting. We, we like going from the next thing to the next thing. And I am guilty of this just like everybody else. I decorated the outside of my house the day after Thanksgiving. And we put up the tree the following day. I was ready to go, but I think we all need to be reminded that a Christian's job is not to rush around, moving from here to there with no point. A Christian's job is to wait on the Lord. And that waiting can take on many different forms and meanings, and we'll be exploring some of those things throughout Advent. But today, though, our waiting involves what Jesus says. The stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. 
Starting the season of Advent by reading this gospel passage from Luke brings up multiple contrasts in the view. The signs that prefigure the risen Christ in 21-25 just suppose a sign that the infant that is the infant Jesus himself. Power and glory on the one hand, with Jesus coming triumphant at the end of time, to being born in a stable, helpless, having to rely on his mother and father for food and nourishment and clothing and shelter. A warning that the nations will be distressed and anxious, set alongside a message of good news for all people that the angels bring to the shepherd. As odd as it might seem to draw these lines, these contrasting images together, there is wisdom in it. Advent sets us up for the paradoxical nature of our Lord and allows us to explore this nature. The word paradox comes from two Greek words, para, which means contrary to, and the other Greek word, doken, to think, seem, or appear. And paradoxes today, they're, 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 very, they're rare because our world is, is either your force or against us. There's no living in the, in the gray zone. But when you start thinking about Jesus, what appears might actually be in contrary to what is actually there. And we don't always get to see the full picture. In Luke, for example, the infant Jesus is more than just a baby born in a manger. He is a Savior who is Christ the Lord. He is both infant... He's also both Savior. Jesus teaches whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will keep it. Both losing one life and keeping it at the same time. He says to the disciples, Do you think that I've come to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. In Luke 12, 51. Yet when he returns from the dead, he declares to his disciples, Peace be with you. Both division and peace at the same time. And on a theological level, Christians affirm paradox all the time. Jesus' crucifixion led both to death and new life. Jesus was both fully God and yet at the same time fully human. There is more to Jesus than what we can just read on the surface. There's more than meets the eye. There's a battle that's being played out between good and evil. And this battle is not just happening here on earth, but it's happening in heaven as well as Luke describes What we can see does not describe what we cannot see. And in Luke 21, Jesus reminds his followers that there's always more going on than meets the eye. There is more to reality than they might see at first glance. The fact that there is more going on than meets the eye is precisely why we must watch and stay awake at all times. There is more to Advent than just getting ready for the baby Jesus. There is more to Christmas than just putting up a Christmas tree. Lighting up your house like the 4th of July and making a billion cookies. Advent and Christmas mean something. And if we are careful, if we slow down a bit, ponder what is happening around us. We will notice that there is more to this time of year than just getting ready for the baby. We are getting ready for the king to return. And for an impatient person like myself, waiting isn't going to be easy. But the reward for our patience is knowing that our cheeks will one day shine with the brightness of a new dawn. And the lamb who was once slaughtered for the save the people will be seated on the throne. And we will gather around his table and feast on the finest bread and wine. And experience the unfathomable feeling of being redeemed. And we will no longer have to wait.